huge problem that we are facing in our country and in our, in Africa as a whole. So I'll be interested to hear the views and, uh, you know, the opinions of the lot and what we can do about it. So thanks for, for yeah. allowing me to participate. That's correct. That, that, that's correct. Uh, we, we really need every, every, every brain. Um, I, I, I think we've made the accusations how much uh, I think we detest aid. Uh, so it's, this is the time I think we should need uh, to, to, to step up and, uh, and, and do something. What, what is happening in, uh, in Zimbabwe, uh, Malawi, and uh, Mozambique? Again, like I said, it was from last week's discussion we were saying Africa was special because uh, uh, for some reason, I don't know what reason it is, uh, we've been spared from uh, uh, things uh, mm-hmm. like this. Uh, what has been your reflection, first and foremost, uh, before we go into action mode? How much have you been following this, uh, uh, the, the events uh, in, uh, in Mozambique, especially uh, Mozambique? You know, not very much. Uh, I was desolated by my wife. She told me, and I looked at it. I said, oh, oh. then I saw your, your tag. I said, oh, I should phone in. So oh, okay. Been following. okay. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, Ms. Lucas, how much have you followed uh, uh, what is happening there uh, in Mozambique? I've been following it, um, following what's going on. And yesterday, uh, the former first lady, uh, Graca Michelle, she was on (laughs) on um, on TV saying this is this is too big. This. tragedy that has happened with so many people dying, infrastructure destroyed. This is so much that the country by itself cannot manage. But neighboring countries also have been affected. Malawi has been affected. You know, even before it hit Mozambique, what a lot, I know Mozambique is getting a lot of attention now, and of course they deserve it. But before Mozambique was hit, Madagascar and Malawi were hit. Malawi lost quite a lot of people before this um, fell heavily on Mozambique. So this is, uh, the countries around us are suffering. And I'm not sure the the way forward. I will say this, I mean, I'm, I, I, they're still in my prayers and I hope a solution can be found. But while we're looking at this too, I'll share this very quickly. I had taken a class back in what, 20, oh gosh, 2004. <laughs> The class was on homeland security. And at that time, you know, immigration, INS had changed to homeland security. So I thought this was just an immigration class. But what I found out, it's got more than, immigration is just a small part. We're looking at security measures that this country takes in case of natural disasters. What Mm. do you do if, if a large part of a country is hit with different type of disaster, if there are fires, if there's an earthquake, if there are tornadoes, if there are hurricanes, um, any kind of natural disaster. There are things that are put in place where a large number of people can go to. There are things that are put in place where the president can go to for different things, and, and I cannot mention those things. But I wondered if we had those things in place. I remember putting it on Facebook some time back, uh, this is before our global environment was having issues, and people seem to laugh at this. But now here we are today. These are things that we need to uh, start looking very seriously. 
and that is uh, one of uh, the main questions I think we, we will be asking. First and foremost, uh, on the individual le uh, level uh, here in North America, they, they, they tell us some basic few things uh, you, you, you should do. Uh, Dr. Kajira here is a medical doctor, so he's going to help us quite a bit uh, how we can prepare um, uh, for, 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 for things like this. I know you cannot prepare 100%. Uh, but uh, on the personal level, you, you, there is just some basic things we, we, we can do. And then we talk uh, uh, about a country, uh, Zambia. Uh, I, I was very worried, actually, very, very worried. If something like this was to hit us, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, just beginning with the communication system, if we can cope uh, when communication system goes down, what are the measures in place uh, to help uh, uh, the most vulnerable in our, in our midst? So we'll, we'll talk about that. Titus, very, very quickly, uh, how much have you been following uh, what is happening in uh, uh, Mozambique? And I agree with uh, uh, Ms. Ruth. We started with uh, Malawi. In Malawi, it was not a cyclone. It, just, it was just flooding. And then the cyclone came second. So it has been a double, double uh, tragedy in Malawi. Go ahead, Titus. Yes, uh, actually, Malawi... I have a friend who passed on 11 years ago. The mother is in Zomba, and she was hit bad on the house. And I took it upon and called a few friends of mine to try and help out. I, we have actually started revamping the whole roof that was torn off in the house. And uh, we're working on it before first tomorrow, Sunday. And uh, we started this last week, so you can share some pictures sometime, maybe. Yeah, I saw I saw but, those uh, pictures, and I, I don't think that came from Arkane. Yeah. Uh, uh, I die, I died. It didn't come from there. That was just the normal of flooding. Yeah, it was. Uh, in, it was. In uh, it, was some, it was something that happened like a week, uh, some days before that cyclone stuff. Okay. Uh, heavy rain, like yeah. seven yeah. days straight. Okay. Okay. Bianchi, how much have you been following? Then I go to Dr. Kajira here, uh, just to give us, it, he seems to have followed what is happening. But being a medical doctor, I'm sure he, he's going to help us understand what our people are going through, whether it is psychological, uh, others have no food, uh, the kind of sickness uh, uh, which our people can uh, experience this time of the year. And probably some suggestions as uh, some of the things I think they, they may need in the coming uh, days. And weeks. Uh, good morning. Good morning, Roger. You know, the, the, hey, this you is not following new. what is happening in South, uh, is it Western, Southeastern Africa? Well, if not this time, in the past, we have observed these things. But what's happening, what it is, is that when you have such vast areas that's undeveloped, and in the development, you allow for such natural. Uh, calamities like what you're seeing. It happens in the United States, too. You just don't see it. You know, most recently, uh, down in the uh, southern Missouri, southern Illinois area, you had floods like th this in Cairo, and uh, mm -hmm. where it's not much development. So, you know, when you bring development, you allow and plan and engineer in order that uh, these type of problems will go away. Mm -hmm. Well, we don't 
about going away, <laughs> the hurricanes come into Florida almost every year. So we don't know about that. This can go yeah, out. but they don't but have the impact. They yeah. don't have yeah. the devastating impact like they once did because in planning, mm-hmm. and like you just got through mentioning, that the uh, United States and other nations are able to absorb this because of planning and engineering. Mm-hmm. So the repercussions, you know, is not being suffered like they once upon a time was. Dr. Kajira, Dr. Kajira is my tribesman, so I have to... to yes, Makosa, Makosa Mane. Saito, Saito, Mwisho, Makosa. Saito, so, Doctor, what are we looking at? Uh, what is happening here? Uh, what are the people going through? Uh, you seem to have also followed the story uh, quite uh, uh, closely. Yeah, I, I have followed the story um, uh, through uh, media like the rest of us. I don't have any sort of um, uh, sort of detailed uh, analysis of what's mm-hmm. going on or reports. But I, I think your question was um, a good question. How does one prepare for such a disaster? Uh, first at individual level, and then you look at it at national and continental level. And I think the previous speakers put it out very clearly in contrasting how certain countries like your know, more developed countries like the U.S. Uh, have a, a preparedness, a plan, knowing that these things do occur from time to time. So they're able to put in the resources and plan, and they have the mechanisms of warning that, uh, you know, so it's, it's paramount that communication is number one. And I think communication at individual level as well as at national level, um, there needs to be in place warning systems to tell uh, the occupants of that area that disaster is, uh, is coming. And now the question is, what do they do about it? Um, of course, evacuation is step one to move out of the area because the nature of the force of nature is usually so powerful that uh, no small simple measures can really uh, keep the damage at hand. So first thing is evacuation. And I think the problem I can imagine back in Africa uh, was uh, even if villagers are informed by radio or whatever, the question is, did, did they have the means to be able to come out of that area in good time and and move to either an upper area or an area that's safe. So I think that's where we have the immediate problem right there. Um, But again, I I won't uh, sort of emphasize that too much, but I'll move on to, um, uh, for example, the after effects of this disaster. For me, as you said, as a medical doctor, Obviously, injuries are number one. The immediate effects of damage, drowning, uh, uh, die, you know, death, saving those, rescue, rescue operation has to be number one to get those people from arms way, get them out to a safe area. But that will be a disease that will develop uh, uh, cholera. Yes. We're already hearing stuff about that. Yes, yes. So the, yes. Cleaning, the cleaning operations, that's a lot of money that will be needed. And then, of course, the starvation that comes with lack of uh, electricity, lack of, of uh, 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 food. And, uh, and I'm telling you, it's, it's, we're just seeing the tip of the iceberg. Yes, lives have been lost, 
but the more lives are likely to be affected as we go forward. So that's where I think uh, it's a really huge, huge uh, issue here. I'll, I'll, I'll stop there unless you have specific uh, issues you want me yes, to touch. No, <laughs> you, you've put it uh, on the, uh, some of the um, items I've seen on, on, on Twitter uh, where uh, the problem is it is uh, with um, starvation. People have no food to, uh, or clean yeah. water. Uh, cholera already is being uh, uh, reported in Mentioned. in Bela. Yeah, yeah, reported. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. yes, mm. yes. So, uh, and, and this is why I, I think I was looking at some of the pictures. You, you saw what I put on on uh, on, on Facebook. Uh, it's a mm. small madhouse. They've been knocked out and they have nowhere to go. And uh, mm. I was saying to myself, what can I do? What can I do about this? Or is it? Am I just going to look? And it ends there, I walk away. That is just impossible. We, we probably cannot uh, do that. Um, here in, uh, you, uh, in Canada, our friend Musawa uh, started a drive, uh, but uh, we want to put uh, some mechanisms together um, as a whole. Yeah, yeah. Uh, through yeah. Uh, United Roger, States. Can, can, uh, you, uh, yeah, go ahead. Can I interrupt? Yeah, you know what? I think we all know that after every disaster, well-wishers will come in, chip in $2 here, $5, etc. And yes, it goes a long way to helping the vulnerable. But my concern is what are the governments of our continent doing? Yes. I, I, I might be ignorant on this matter, but the AU, what, why do we have AU, for example? Yes. Why? Yes. I know South Africa, Cyril Ramaphosa and, and his country are doing a lot, being neighbors, and they have some muscle. They are sending uh, rescue teams and so But I think we need a bigger contingency plan, a quicker reaction. By now, it should be coming out in all news that African Union leaders have called for an emergency meeting in Ethiopia, and they are mapping out how much contribution each country is uh, providing to this disaster and that uh, planes are on the way, food is on the way, even before you and I, whose resources are so little, come and chip in. Because our contribution will be just a little smidget compared to what uh, our governments can do. So maybe we need to to sort of um, find a way to to engage governments and, and plead with them to act. If if it's uh-huh. lip service, we don't want lip service. We want action. So anyway, I don't know. I I, I thought that's another. I, I'm with you. I, I, I'm with you, Doctor. Uh, there, I am. I'm, I'm with you 100 percent. Uh, and and we find we have to find a way. If it is African Union, uh, Titus, you, you are listening. Uh, we we have uh, an ambassador here. I think whom we are connected to. Uh, the, I was thinking about uh, uh, the. Africa Bank, uh, we, we need those people. Uh, looking to the way mm, to, yes. to be solving our problems today in 21st century, I think this should come to, to, an, to an end. Uh, it's now time. Absolutely. But I know if, if, if our leadership here in Canada is slow to act, people can rise very, very quickly. You know? So yes. this, is the, this is our turn. You, you wanted to come Yeah, that, that's what I was thinking as well. You know, the African sure. Union... This is an African problem. You know, we, we yes. should consider it an African problem, which needs an African solution or you know intervention. 
Uh, so if the, uh, the African Union has a disaster fund, establish a disaster fund, and, um, and also be able to mobilize and the evacuation by the troops. I mean, you can evacuate people by, by helicopters. You know, I mean, you don't have, when it's a, a real emergency, I've seen people plucked off uh, roofs, rooftops, you know, in, in other areas by, uh, by choppers. So I'm, I'm, I'm supporting that idea of, uh, of, uh, of the African Union really stepping up uh, and uh, uh, be counted. This is, this, is a, this is almost like a, a, you know, an, an act of war from uh, a natural disaster. So the, the, the Union should have the troops ready to go in, as, as the doctor said, ready to move, to move in you know, uh, immediately. You know. So we need to have that first and foremost. And also implement a, a, a disaster preparedness uh, uh, program for for all the countries. You know, uh, at least put in some ideas as to how these countries can set up whatever they can set up uh, in their in the, within their means to to be able to, to to be ready for those disasters. So and. Uh, Individual countries, you know, like Zambia and many other surrounding countries, can 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 have, if they have the money, financial aid, you know, uh, towards those countries instead of waiting for IMF or World Bank, mm -hmm. you know, money to help them. So can I just add on to what um, the current speaker is saying? I totally agree. Uh, I, it's possible that you know people in the AU are meeting. But what I don't like about that is we don't know if they're meeting or not. You know, we when when things are being done here in the northern hemisphere, in the in Europe or in America, you hear about it. EU met or the UN met such and such. But when the AU is meeting, we are we are not aware if they've met, if they're discussing it or not. But on something more practical, I would like for us even to suggest or to come up with simple things that. We can share with our family and, um, and friends about what to do while we're waiting for governments because sometimes they have it on the table and it never moves anywhere. It's just sits there waiting for this red tape to pass and so on and so forth. I know these are important and they should come from government um, reliable sources, but they're things that we can share. I mean, just for example, the simple thing, and this not to do with this current disaster, but here when people are when it's flu season the simple message of wash your hands daily it comes from the cdc but it's information that we can pass on wash your hands avoid touching your eyes your nose and all that stuff da, da, da. it's easy but it prevents us from getting sick so even just encouraging our families in zambia to say talk to your your government representative your mp your uh, constituency member of parliament whoever it is what can we do in terms of disaster? What programs can we come to? While we're waiting for them, we can, I think we should encourage our families to also ask these questions. There should be a disaster plan, you know. In case of a disaster, like Roger had said, there's no communication. What do we do? Does the family have a plan to say, okay, if such and such happens and we're at different places, do we know where we can meet? It can start in our homes as well. You know, what to do, because sometimes governments move slow. I'm not saying they're not working. They just take uh, longer to respond. 
that's my my submission there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Titus, are we able to 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 get connections uh, with, uh, uh, say, for instance, um, uh, the African African Union? Any any numbers you think you, we we can dig? And find out from what Mr. Lucas is saying here. If they are even meeting or discussing this, what is uh, the, the time frame? Because uh, uh, people are dying. They have nothing to eat. Everything has gone. It's been swept away. The little they, they have. Uh, I was listening to a, a discussion on, on BBC. They were saying these are people with nothing to begin with. And that is our mm. situation. Yeah, we are people with, uh, with nothing. So... We need some serious uh, reaction. Our own president, I think his comment was like, hey, by the way, we are going to find out what, uh, what they need. So I was kind of, really, you, 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 do you even have to guess what uh, uh, these people uh, need? If you have one helicopter, pack it with water. Send it right away. Mm. It's going That's to find right. someone who, who needs uh, that, that, that water. If you have a little bit of uh, uh, corn you can put uh, in, the, in the helicopter, please uh, put it. Then go and ask questions when you reach there. They will, they, they, they will let us know. But uh, these are some of the things that uh, I, I think we, we, we immediately we, we need to do to find out, make some phone calls. Our leaders, what are they doing about, uh, about this, this problem? Um, uh, I don't know. Good morning. Good morning, Roger. Good morning. Yes, 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 yes. Calamity has uh, fallen. Uh, in the southern uh, hemisphere, uh, you remember last week we were telling the attractiveness of uh, Africa. Uh, here comes the boom, uh, the, the cyclone. So we have a problem at hand. Um, like Dr. Kashirai said, this is not one problem uh, which you and I contributing fifty or what can can really solve. We need some huge, huge muscle. So we need to push uh, some of our leaders to act. And act now. Uh, the, the, uh, the first thing I would like to say is, unfortunately, such calamities don't happen very often in our part of the world, where governments are ready for such things to happen. Oh. Not that this is a good thing it has happened, but this thing happening, I hope, opens up the minds of, 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 of the leaders to say, oh, what if it happened to us, then what do we do? That's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, I agree with the, with the doctor about there has to be a contingency plan from our African, from our African, our African Union. I'm a very big advocate for the African Union. I hope, I, my hope is that, my wish is that the African Union to do bigger and better things, in, not, to emulate something like the United States. You know, the African Union could be a very, very big and powerful entity for Africa. Mm-hmm. African nations did not only think about their countries, but thought about their countries as a unit, as a brother and sister. They could do simple things like every single year, you know, donate money to, to a relief fund, where if something like this happens, there is money immediately. I mean, yes. countries have, like someone said, countries have helicopters. You know, I mean, you know, you can send a helicopter to the next country right now to bring water, like somebody said. If there yes. was a contingency fund, that would not be a problem. And the third point is what Matilda was saying. She's saying, how do we 
how, how do we tell our people what they are supposed to do? What is the evacuation plan? What is the plan about them not touching this, not touching that? You know, the government can have a situation with the phone company. You know, the phone company sends you messages. Oh, we are giving you this, this for free. We're doing this for free. We're doing that for free. Everyone, even in the villages, gets those messages. That could be one way the government could get into the people to tell them what to do in case a situation like this that, uh, ever, ever happens. Put it on everybody's phone. Go to the networks in Zambia and say, can you put this on your messages on the phone to reach out to the people to say, this is what needs to be done because we have this kind of a situation. So it's easy for that to be done, but it just has to be a plan to have these things happen. I'm hoping now with this situation, people will start, leaders will start planning on saying, what if this happened to us, what would we do? But the African Union has to start thinking, in a broader perspective. They are an entity. They could be a powerful entity, but they are not doing it because they are not thinking as a whole of Africa. They are just thinking of their own individual countries. That's just my thought. One of the questions I think we are going to... uh, Yes, uh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Roger, I I just wanted to uh, add on to what uh, Mr. Nisokotrani has said, my brother there, very well articulated Uh issues. I think there's no better time than now that the African Union needs to step up for the following reasons. One, if you look at what's happening around the world with President Trump's you know, win and now he's in office and his attitude to Africa, we should not expect the U.S. to do more than what they do already or the little they do. Uh, Brexit um, is another issue. So every part of the world is dealing with their own issue. So those yes. days of expecting the West to come and help us, send us this, that, that are gone. And then, so, so it, 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 it's this, ta- this time is the right time for AU to really step up and say, how do we deal with these things in future? Now, this is post this is, uh, calamity I'm talking about. But also, from the environmental point of view, I think we all, whether you believe in global warming or not, yes, uh, we, yes. should, we should uh, realize that these calamities will become a thing, uh, a regular occurrence around the world. And so there's no time to say, oh, no, we, you know, we, we, we didn't know that uh, such things would come. So it's important that, um, you know, um, we stockpile, we start thinking of um, having a specific unit within the AU that deals with disasters around the continent. Fund that unit. If it exists, I'm not aware of it because I'd have expected it to be in the forefront of coordinating everything here. Anyway, that just, I'll, I'll stop there and, and leave others to comment. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I, uh, the, the establishment of the ADD uh, fund, uh, this is going to be an emergency, and we are going to push, to push it very, very hard. Uh, we'll push this thing very, very hard. Rantimpa, uh, you are connected there in um, in New York. We we, we are looking to you. Uh, either is it uh, with the United Nations? Uh, and we we have to have some coordination uh, to see uh, first and foremost find out about this the infant. But before we do that, our people need our help uh, in Mozambique. Yes, uh, I've been listening and. Uh, 
as everybody has, uh, has put it, you know, a disaster of this magnitude cannot be solved with pennies, you know. Um, that's why, that's where Comesa, SADIC, you know, Africa Development Bank, the African Union, the, the UN <clears throat> should show, you know, uh, what they are there for, you know. How, the, the best we can give is the voice, you know, and the veracity and the demand that this, this problem is solved as soon as possible. You know, as everybody has said, our biggest enemy in, in Africa is, is planning, you know. Um, they knew that that, uh, that uh, storm, the, the cyclone, was approaching, you know. So that is when the African Union should have shown that, you know, that is where the, the, their money is. They, they haven't done a good job. I don't think Comesa and Sadiq have done a good job either, you know. And the United Nations response has been slow. So our our biggest job is like, yeah, we can throw pennies around, put it in a jar. It's not going to solve anything. Our voices, our demand is what is going to solve this problem. Our our one or whatever ten kwacha is it ten kwacha or ten dollars in the jar? I, I I think it will be a big a symbolism. Uh, we we the, the same attitude I think we put to the ten dollars vantimpa. The same attitude we put to two dollars is I think the same attitude we are going we, we can easily translate to the African Union to our own government to push. Here we are, but definitely. This uh, one two dollars will not uh, solve the, the, the problem uh, which we are seeing uh, in developing in Mozambique. It has passed, but I think harder days are even uh, are coming. Uh, they, they, they are, are coming. Um, coming to our own country, uh, this is a question I think it has been answered somehow, but I will, I will ask it. Um, how prepared are we? As a as a nation in in Zambia, if a calamity, either earthquake came, uh, there was some trauma some time back, which happened. Uh, if an earthquake came, uh, we are already I think facing a drought uh, in, in Zambia, uh, but it is not in full force. As in, we still have a little bit of food from last season, and uh, this year I think we are going to face. As someone commented on my Facebook, a very, very serious situation is, is coming up. Uh, again, we are hearing very, very little uh, being uh, uh, talked about as far as uh, that situation is concerned. But that aside, natural one, uh, well, rain is uh, natural, uh, like a cyclone. If this cyclone came to Zambia, the question is how prepared are we as a people? I'm not sure. We are going to fight uh, this coming weekend to bring the mayor uh, of, uh, of Lusaka, uh, Mr. M what is his name again? Maotampa. We want to ask the mayor. Um, those who are connected to the mayor, please uh, let's make some connections. Or the minister, the minister of local government, uh, Mr. Mwale. Uh, we we want to bring them uh, next week and ask some questions as how prepared are we as a, as a country to begin with uh, for, uh, for situation as the one being uh, developing in, uh, in Mozambique, Zimbabwe, and, 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 and Malawi. 
Uh, we are thankful, yes, to South Africa. They have stepped up quite um, in a big way, and we are thankful that their president there is encouraging uh, the uh, South Africans to step up individually. As government steps up, they are leading the way and they are telling the people to also help. Uh, the clothing, people are donating, they are doing that. And I wish our own president uh, will be that proactive, uh, telling uh, uh, the Zambian people this is what we are going to do as a government, but we want you also as citizens to step up and help your brothers and sisters. All those the three countries, we, have, we share neighbors with them, uh, borders with them. So those are our, our brothers, uh, those who have, done, um, who have been uh, on Zamba Block Talk to the radio for a long time, Dr. Patrick, you remember, we have, uh, is it one chief uh, who controls uh, part of uh, Mozambique, part of Malawi, and part of Zambia, one chief they report to in that region. So we have our own relatives uh, affected. Uh, we cannot afford to look, to look the, the, the other way. Roger, <laughs> I, I know yes. you're going to address this with uh, His Worship, Miles Zampa. I wanted to just respond today. I'm not sure if I'll be joining next week, but I hope to. Here's um, a question that you've asked, how prepared are we? I'm thinking about yes. when I live in the Midwest. When we hear weather, that there's a tornado in the in this tornado alley in Kansas City or somewhere, we were very serious to listen to our meteorologists and they'll tell us what to do. In fact, people who have experienced it, they would know to go to the basement and wait there and so on. But uh, with the cyclone that was pending, you know, coming into Zambia, you'd find people on Facebook are asking questions that, you, you, you'd want to see, okay, if, if it was a tornado coming to Kansas City, no one is going to ask that question. It was like, uh, I hear the rain is coming. Should we be worried? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, it's, it's funny, but it's not. You know what I mean? This thing was threatening yeah. to touch Zambia. I saw a video of, um, I don't know if it was in Mozambique, how these floods just came where these people were. And they did not know what to do. People were running on foot, you know. Um, Japan is, is very advanced in technology. They've experienced tsunamis, some of them very catastrophic. But they have things in place that will say to warn people there's a tsunami coming or to warn people they've, they've taken things into um, measurements to know what to do. Of course, run to high ground, but the warning is sent out. So it's things like that that we have to be conscious of. And then there are certain things that are, are simple, just mere communication within the family, mother, father, children, in case a fam this thing happens, where can we meet? Have a plan in your mm -hmm. home, in your own home. It, it, can, be, it can be a government uh, something that can happen, not even a natural disaster, but it's an emergency. Where do we meet? Families need to start discussing those things. But in terms of how prepared are we, I don't think we are very prepared. And it would take a lot of education, a lot of awareness for people far and wide to be able to take this thing seriously. And you know, too, Roger. Go ahead, Go ahead, Thank you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, my brother. Go ahead, my brother. Thank you, sir. And, you know, on the other hand, that's why come there is a need to have engineers in this particular 
uh, situation, civil engineers that can design systems to carry away rainwater as it should be. Uh, it should be carried away, managed, uh, where it's not plaguing uh, population clusters uh, like it's being affected here with these people. So you can apply a short-term fix that would help alleviate people's suffering, but there's no guarantee that that suffering won't occur, you know, two months from now, a year from now. But you surely can uh, design a solution in the form of engineering. And, of course, that's going to cost money. It's going to take some due diligence, but uh, that's what's needed. Yeah, so, okay. Um, uh, before we we, we we transition, but I, I hope uh, again, Miss Lucas has uh, given us uh, one little challenge here. I, I I'm, I'm not sure. Um, we have friends I know who have uh, radios uh, and stuff, uh, radio Phoenix and uh, stuff. Maybe I don't know. We can uh, make some call and uh, start to make noise. Uh, first and foremost, immediately we need uh, our country uh, to, to 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 move. Uh, we should need. Uh, we want to start uh, pushing for establishment of uh, uh, a fund, a relief, a relief fund. We we want to know. <laughs> Dr. Kajira is saying here, if there is one, I don't know if it is uh, it is there. In case of uh, a disaster like this, do families know where to meet? Uh, these are simple, simple things people talk about here, uh, and they know they know what to do. Uh, for the African, we take things as they are. I'm not, uh, I'm not sure. Uh, Dr. Patrick, I'm not sure if you have followed what is uh, happening uh, in Mozambique. Yes, what Pianki said, um, we can start planning for civil engineers to, to uh, begin the preparation of flooding and other natural disasters to come because there's going to be more. As for the present time, I think it would be a wonderful idea if the African Union and CPAC and SEDEC would get together and provide relief. Unfortunately, their main concern are for the countries that are members of their particular organization and there's no cross-fertilization. They should be encouraged to have cross-fertilization, but it doesn't exist now. And the coffers, the coffers of, of each of the organizations are very uh, porous. In this it doesn't have enough money to, to spend. So we're at the beck and call of the national organizations that do have the funding. And that's unfortunate, but we can't just 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 let it stand at that particular time. And we use um, Zombie Blog Talk Radio as we've always done to promote ideas, to encourage new approaches, and as the our brothers and sisters had already mentioned and suggested on the talk show a few minutes ago, is we have to encourage them to think new ways of coming to each and every country's assistance in the future as well as in the near future. So let's just continue to encourage and to say that we can do this. 
and we can get it done. That's that's what we can do at this particular time. If, if there are uh, brothers and sisters that can uh, provide some um, some assistance, whether manually or economically, they can contact the embassy of Mozambique, and they have a a fund there that's um, willing to take money into help their brothers and sisters back in country. So you can go that way and do that. And this this is also true for any African country that is faced with a disaster. Immediately the respective embassies will set up a fund and you can contact them directly and they will uh, direct you to how best your money can be utilized. And we have uh, a lot of uh, reputable um, organizations uh, like uh, the Red Cross, uh, Doctors Without Borders. Uh, they are all in uh, in Mozambique. Uh, I have those who are my friends on Facebook. I have uh, uh, links uh, I have put there. Uh, but uh, we, we should also start step up, uh, do uh, something, a small fund, uh, so that as we speak. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, Roger, yeah. you know, in terms of Zambia being prepared, uh, uh, I don't know if we can think along the lines of, uh, of, uh, of FEMA that they have in the U.S. I don't know how well it responds to disasters. I know they didn't do a very good job with Katrina, what I saw. But uh, that agency or an agency like that, that, would is, that is you know, uh, uh, mainly uh, designed to, re- to respond to, uh, it, to emergencies, would be the one that probably would be coordinating the Red Cross and uh, you know, Doctors Without Borders and so on. But it's, it's an agency that's there, that's ready to, to step mm. in and, uh, and, uh, uh, and take the bull the, the by the horns, as it were. So I'm thinking maybe that's another way of uh, of being prepared for a, a disaster if it ever occurred. I like it. Yeah, it, it is a good idea. I mean, where we are again here in diaspora, we, we've seen uh, the way the, uh, the, the people here are. Uh, in Okotok, small Okotoks are 30,000 people. They have this uh, yard, big, big yard with, uh, don't know if it's uh, ambulances, they, they don't even move. They're just there for emergency. And when the year comes, they, uh, they are running out of warrant. They change, they bring new ones. Do you use this? No, 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 they are for emergency. So I don't know if we have that kind of luxury, but I think uh, money or no money, we should have a plan. Uh, and every one of us should know about it. That is uh, just uh, my point. Uh, right. morning. Yes. Before you before you finish, um, in Zambia we have the um, we have a food department uh, for disaster management. It's called the disaster management unit, and it's um, under the vice president's office at cabinet office. So oh. maybe we don't have the money, but at least. You know, that's a full government department, you know, uh, charged with uh, disaster management. 
So I just for the people who thought we just don't have anything on paper. Good to know. News. Um, that, that, that is good news. Uh, the, the, the bad part is a lot of people don't know it, it is there. And this is, I think, why we need um, uh, either the Minister of Local Government, the Mayor himself, to hold press conferences. This is what happens. This is what we have at our disposal when things like this happen. This is what ABCD we, we, we are going to do. Uh, it is not uh, good enough, Munsho, to know that you have uh, a flashlight in the house uh, and when uh, uh, calamity strikes, you don't know where that flashlight is. It is as good as not having it. So we, 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 we need again to push our people. Uh, see, yeah. uh, we can look through even our budgets. Is there money for, for disasters like this? Uh, so we, we, we really need to, 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 to push. I think, Roger, in Zambia's case, uh, thank God that we were spared from this disaster. Yes, I agree. Um, I agree. But, but they were aware that there was a potential for either tremendous rainfall. Or, so I'm sure it would be nice for, for, for the mayor or whoever is in charge of the disaster plan to tell us, look, if it had hit Zambia, this, this were the contingency plans we had in place. This was we had money set aside for this event, uh, this occurrence. We had uh, engineers on standby for drainage. It, I think if only if they can articulate in that way, would, would we know for sure yes. that is just a department on paper or whether it's a functional department. I think uh, it's it, we have to learn lessons. Sometimes lessons are learned from our neighbor, our neighbor's uh, yes, situation. Yes. We learn from it. We don't have to wait for yes. it to happen to us. So, so I think uh, that would be interesting to hear if, if at all there's that department, what was it doing? Was it waiting? I think we have a reactionary attitude in, in Africa in general. We like yes. to wait until something happens and we start scampering around looking for, oh, what are we going to do, blah, blah. And I think it also comes from the culture of saving, culture of saving for the bad day. Uh, if you look at day-to-day uh, -day living in, in Zambia, for example, where I come from, um, very few people have savings. If you have got cash, you you likely to spend most of it. And... Uh, You'd be left with a little. And I think we've seen also from our government's behavior that they tend to spend a lot and borrow, borrow, borrow. So in the end, your coffers, if you look at your reserves, you have very little. Now, if you have so little for paying uh, uh, staff for work, uh, employees, and so on, and then can you imagine how little you might have left for disaster? So I think we need yes. to just get our, our together and think through these things critically and, and not wait for the calamity to happen first before we act. So anyway, I think uh, the other uh, are well, well put, because um, from what I've seen, Doctor, on just on Facebook, yes. uh, the mm -hmm. laid back attitude I'm, I'm seeing uh, from the reports yes. back home, you, we are most yes. likely to be told what is happening in Mozambique uh, by BBC yes. and, uh, and CNN. Uh, our our yes. own papers, they are talking very, very little about it. 
uh, Facebook, yeah. if you, there was a scandal in Zambia, uh, some bus has mm -hmm. been stolen, probably it could have been mm -hmm. all over Facebook. But there is nothing. Mm -hmm. That is the mm -hmm. same attitude which really is scaring me. Mm. It is mm. scaring me. And yet we are seeing the real problem, the real challenge, right on our doorsteps. Yep. Uh, doctor, I don't know if the, the team here says uh, maybe we do 
a GoFund which will be visible to everyone to see, and then we just send that uh, one one payment we uh, to a recommended one. We are going so we we can recommend say Doctors Without Borders or uh, the Catholic Charity or whoever we can recommend. Uh, maybe we put a uh, uh, a small contribution together. Uh, we, we we send it. Uh, uh, April, April first, Dr. Musante, you are the chapter. Yeah. Yes, go ahead, Doctor. I, I, said, oh, I think that would be better in terms of uh, sending a message that we are here. Those of us in diaspora, are, we yes. care about what's going on. We don't just like talk that. when it's, it's it's convenient to us, and uh, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think something practical, and and it may look as if it's not a show off. It's more to oh, doctor. Uh, me, I stopped worrying about the people who say it's a show a long, long time. Yeah. I stopped worrying about yeah. that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. To simulate <laughs> in the cause. Yes. If, 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 if I may, just for half a second, you know, sure. yes. this is this, this is very, very interesting because I have a little dream that Zambia Blog Talk Radio will become so big that when something like this happens we can have an impact on our message. Because can you imagine the mm-hmm. Zambia Block Talk Radio calling the U, the Zambia's representative to the UN and saying, what is our country doing about it? Because the Zambia Block Talk Radio has $1,000 to donate to whatever calamity it is. But what are you guys mm-hmm. doing? The message that we would send mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. other entities around Zambia when there's a calamity like this, the voice that we could have. That's right. As a Zambia block, Zambia block circuit. So that's my dream. That's my dream that after September, we can discuss an entity that if something like this happens, we can pick up the phone, not as me, not as you, not as whoever, but as Zambia block truck radio and say, what, are our, what is our Zambian government doing about this situation? I'm sure we'll get better answers, and I'm sure we'll get quicker answers. And because of our attitude, we will get the answers that, that, that are needed. That's my dream. Yes, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped up. I, 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 I was quite low actually when I thought about this. <laughs> so I'm pumped up after this uh, discussion. We, we are going to uh, go fund to me is uh, the most visible where people can see what is happening. Yes, we are going to pay some fees, but at least. From what we have done before, Dr. Monsanje, people can see that uh, this is uh, what it is, and the day we are going to send the check uh, to whoever we are going to send the check to, uh, they, they will be able to see. So we are going to set up uh, something in, in, in that arena. Uh, people who are here on the call invite another person. Let's invite uh, even another one and another one. If we can begin to put on something, uh, it will uh, help us, and then... Instead of us spreading this one gives a uh, Catholic charity or gives uh, this mm-hmm. one, uh, it, it may not be. Uh, I want it to be seen that our we are accompanying our words with action. So yeah. when we when we That's do right. that together, I I, I, I think it will uh, really help our people. That okay, uh, we we were sleeping for no reason here. We need to wake up. Mm-hmm. Okay, I I like it. Uh, I like discussions like this. Uh, so, Dr. Musanje, you, we, we have work to do, and uh, I hope, um, uh, again, uh, some people are writing online, those who, who, are, who are listening. 
um, the number, the number to call. Which number to call? The number to call is, if you want to call, those uh, who, are, who are listening right now, the number to call is 1-319-527-6219. Area uh, code 1-319-527-6219. So, again, we, we, we are having a call to action here. Um, my imagination is really taking me. Take yourself into that situation in Mozambique. Uh, everything in the house is God. Uh, who is mm. going to help us? If, if not me, I was asking myself, if not me, who is going to, to do it? Uh, so this is the beginning, I think, of the true emancipation of Africa when we can do it for our friends. Yeah. Okay, so we, we, we are fired up. We, we are fired up. Um, I want to move out uh, now. We've taken uh, about uh, an hour. Uh, well done, and we are going to do an action. Uh, we are going to, to have some phone calls uh, to make. Uh, our friends in Malawi, they need our help. But we want to speak with one voice. Uh, those who we know who are presidents of associations, please uh, tell them. Uh, we want to speak with uh, one voice as members of uh, di diaspora. Whatever we can do, uh, we are going to do. Yes, Mish. Go ahead. I have a news flash. Uh, see, mm -hmm. if he was um, my older brother, Mr. H.H., was arrested today, everybody would, would, would have been talking about it. Now, there's yes. this uh, small politician who has been arrested for defaming the president. His name is Sean Tembo. Now we can do transition. Uh, uh, other other news items. <laughs> other news items. <laughs> it's not funny, um, but it is the way you have introduced the other item. Um, we will talk. We will talk about that uh, from last week. I just want to do a recap. Last week we did a discussion uh, on China. Uh, Dr. Kajirao, I usually do my program for two hours, and they run uh, quick, but uh, today we were stuck on one issue, deservedly so. Yeah. We yes. did that. Oh, yes. uh, yeah, last week we had a discussion why a lot of uh, uh, powerful countries are so interested in, in Africa. And uh, some of the things we talked about is uh, the availability of land, which is found in Africa. Mm -hmm. In 50 years, China may not have a place uh, to cultivate any food for their people. They will need fresh, uh, fresh water. Uh, they come for our minerals, for all sorts of uh, things. And uh, part of the reason why we, um, uh, people are taking advantage of uh, Zambia, they are taking advantage of, of Africa, uh, because we seem to be so much to be in a state of confusion permanently. That was my thinking uh, as, a, as, a, as a nation. Maybe Munisho and Timpa, that is where your question is going to be answered. Uh, we are in a state of confusion just about all the time. Uh, I was listening to a video sent to me by Ram Sokotwani here. Um, how now we are, how we are hating each other. Uh, you support uh, UPND, I don't like you. You support PF, I don't like you. And look at the people we are, we are fighting uh, or we are defending 
the Lungus and the HHVs. I'm not sure they deserve uh, us getting so bitter with each other. Uh, my thinking there uh, was that uh, other people, maybe ourselves, those who support UPNDPF or whoever, should begin to reconcile other people. We need to shame our leaders. Anyone take up that uh, point? Those, these are going to be very quick ones. Uh, by the way, uh, some news from Ghana, very sad news there, but I'll come back to this question. From Ghana, uh, a bus collision there has killed about 60 people. They are, they are dead. Uh, that was uh, mm. on, uh, on Twitter, and I thought that was a, a very bad uh, situation um, happening. Uh, we thank God uh, we, we've had a break as far as uh, bus accidents are concerned in, in Zambia. Or maybe I shouldn't say it. Uh, the hatred being um, persuaded by politicians so that we hate each other. Who wants to say something about that? Lantimpa, you started the, the discussion about this John Tembo. Uh, say something. Uh, yes, it's, it's uh, the idea that, um, you know, we have um, the freedom of expression in our view <laughs> of rights, and, and then when somebody uses mere words, you know, uh, whether they are uncomfortable or, you know, too sultry and, and, and then they, they get arrested because uh, it's, it's addressed to the president. <laughs> I think it's something that we should be worried as Zambians. Uh, as a citizen, you know, how, how much harmful do words do to a, a sitting president that, you know, somebody has to, to get arrested for? You know, what is the line that somebody said that this mere word may, may, may cause the president to, you know, feel small or unable to, you know, to perform because of the words that either Roger used or a politician on Timpa or doctor, and, and then they make the president be unable to work. Mm-hmm. You know, so what do citizens think that, this this is where the, you draw the line. I think this is okay. where you miss the Monawasa days, where President Monawasa was one guy who was uh, naming us when he came to name calling. I mean, they they called him cabbage. I mean, you know, cabbage meaning you have no brains. You and yet. Uh, I wasn't in Zambia that time, but from what I've read, and he seemed to handle that. I think Mike was the late uh, President Sata when he was in opposition, used to uh, really taunt him with all sorts of speech, um, uh, you know, denigrating him in a way. And, and he handled it well and because he looked at the big picture and said, look, these are just words. So, but, but I think uh, police, also have their own interpretation of uh, what uh, the the faming the president's name is, and they wanna they wanna make sure that they arrest people who are seen to be insulting. I, I don't know if it's connected to the infamous um, what's this law, the state uh, what is the it public order act. Public order. No, it's not connected to the public order. I think Libya has its own, uh, its own uh, de- definition in the yes, in the Zambian law. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I want to just take you back um, to the question which we are asking. The relationships between we, the ordinary people, um, who wants to say something about that? Because I am thinking if we can solve that one, the politicians will stop playing with us the way they've played us. Uh, yes, if I can, again. Yes. Like, like I mentioned before, I think even on this group, we, we have come a long way. When it, when, 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 concerning what political party someone belongs to. Like I said in the beginning of uh, in, in, in the other segments, me and Kelvin are, are on opposite sides. And we started shooting bullets the first day or second day after we, you know, we realized that this one is UPND, this one is PF. But now we can sit down and have a conversation about both parties and see which way our country is going. And say, instead of which way our party is going. We're thinking about which way our country is going. Me and Cletus, we live here in New York. We've known each other for 18 years. Cletus is PF, I'm UPND. But when we are talking about which way our country is going, we are talking about which way our country is going and not which way our party is going. So as a people, if we can get to that point where we start thinking about where our country needs to go instead of where our political party needs to go, then we are heading in the right direction. Are we there yet? Maybe as in diaspora are, but are the people in Zambia there yet? Can they get to a level where they're thinking first of their country instead of their political? But when we do get there, then we are on our way. Is it the job of our political leaders to start instilling that in, our, uh, in the brains of, 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 of our youth? Instead of saying, hate that person, let's say maybe hate their policy. Maybe you don't like their policy, but not the person. Can we get our leaders to start, to start doing that? Can we as a nation get to that point? I think when we do, then we are on the right track. Just like our people think in diaspora. Because, I mean, not prolonging this, because here in New York, it's predominantly PF. And sometimes it would get uncomfortable. But knowing that, you know, the people that I am, sometimes I squeeze myself in there. So I have had friends on both spectrums, both spectrums who maybe might not like me because I'm UPND. And I've had some who have loved me who are PF because I'm, I'm the opposite. So we need to find that medium where you take the political side away and just take the ideas or the person as, as, as they are. So our country needs that. And our leaders need to work on that. Both leaders. Yeah. I, I, I am thinking uh, the, the leaders, uh, the, the, the division which is uh, in their best interest. Uh, uh, if we can uh, start getting along, that, that would be very dangerous for them. Because then we are going to be agreeing that uh, buying uh, a plane, for instance, uh, 65 million, 100 million, uh, when you don't have a disaster fund, does not make sense. Then we are going to start agreeing on simple things like that. Division, what division does, even simple things like that, you, don't, you disagree. You start fighting. No, it's okay. Just because someone wants to be to, to be to be different. Um, one of the dangers we when we talked about all these powerful countries coming to uh, to Africa to take our our resources, uh, we said at one point they may use force to take what belongs to us. 
Bantimpa uh, and I were talking on the phone. What will stop our country, the kind of debt we have, uh, to lease the Zambezi River to China? Zambezi River has become, uh, can easily become a Chinese, Chinese river because they need, and we have nothing to say. In the meantime, what are we talking about? We are fighting about small politics because of the divisions which have been created, and we, we have bought into that. So, uh, let's, let's begin. I think it's going to be a process of each one of us uh, to look at the person who is probably supporting PF, not as an enemy, but someone who has a different view from what I have, and try by all means to start to make friends. We need to, uh, to cut our leaders from confusing us. This is the why we have them where they are, because they've confused us. So, especially we. This thing scared me as I was thinking about it. I thought about it. I was uh, getting scared. Okay. We go to Kitwe. In Kitwe, a man there, uh, uh, I posted again on Facebook, a man has been sent to jail for, what did, he, what did the man do? Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Uh, to jail for five years in prison uh, for stealing bricks with 100 kwacha. Uh, that is about $10, Bianchi. So uh, he has been sent to jail for five years. And again, someone challenged me on Facebook that we should probably do something for uh, this man, uh, try to help him. But what is wrong with this picture? <laughs> Who wants to talk about this? What is wrong with this picture? Five years for stealing $10 worth of bricks. $10 worth of bricks, you send them for five years to prison. Somebody help me. I'm confused. No, I think what Petrus was going to say. You haven't heard what I wanted to say. The law is set up in Zambia. You know, the, they catch the small fish, and, and then all the big, the big fish, you don't go to jail. If, um, if you visited, you know, a prison in Zambia, you ask the people what they are, go they are in, you know, stealing chicken, you know, you know, stealing fish, fishing nets, you know, all those little, little, little things that are just violations in other countries. Mm -hmm. And the people who steal medicine or money meant for medicine are still in government. The, the, the other guy, what's his name, is a cabinet minister, Stotela. Stotela. Yeah. With, uh, he has a case. Can you imagine that happening to and, and, and they are able to convict somebody for for stealing something worth less than ten dollars for all those years? So the punishment does not you know meet the <clears throat> equal to to the crime. Uh, th those are the imbalances that people talk about in our in our society and in our uh, the, the criminal system and the criminal enforcement in Zambia. Well, you know, he should have been required to make restitution to the person that he harmed, not required to pay five years of his life to the state, the entire state. So the crime is not befitting to the punishment. It's totally no. out of whack. No. 
You know, it would have been easier for him. The, the, the sentence should have been to make restitution to this person you stole the bricks from. I think that's what you said. Make because now you're taking. Oh, you yeah. you are going to sweep for the next uh, how many hours? Uh, you you sweep our our, our streets, which are not here. Absolutely. In, in, in good. Yes. Because what you have done now, you have taken a breadwinner from the family. And then the family is going to get in such despair that you may create more criminals. Uh, you may have like to have, a, of course, you don't have in your state. I don't think they have welfare programs where, in absence of this breadwinner, somebody's got to pick up the void. So no, that was a silly, silly punishment. <laughs> uh, it's not fair, but, but uh, someone has uh, said. Uh, uh, we organize, uh, find a lawyer in in Kitwe who may make an application. Um, I don't know what what can be done, but I'm sure an appeal can be made. Uh, even a, a lawyer who can do it uh, pro bono, pro bono they, they call it. Uh, uh, this uh, man uh, deserves, I think, I don't know if it's clemency uh, or, or something, but this is not uh, right. Uh, here in uh, in Canada, I, I told someone of a story how um, someone killed, is it 16 people, school kids, because of dangerous driving? Uh, he's going to jail for, for 10 years in Saskatchewan. Killed 16 yeah, injured about... Uh, Humboldt's crash, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, that, that crash. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And a lot of people were very worried that he may just get uh, a slap on the fist. Uh, because uh, in Canada, you still, that size, I don't know, $10, there is no way they are sending you to prison. Just no way. And my mind is like, do these people, is it the value of human life? They look at very differently. What is wrong with us? What is wrong with us? Okay. So, there's a, a brother uh, in... To be black, to be black and poor, is a very bad combination in this world. And whether home, home or anywhere else, so we we need to drive ourselves out of poverty. We need to uh, equalize things where the law should be respected by both the haves and have-nots. The politically corrected and connected, and those who are not. And I think. Till we get to that stage, uh, this sort of um, injustice will continue to happen, unfortunately. <laughs> black, black and poor. That kind it, of it, philosophical it, comment, probably, but, you know, it's just Oh, yeah. Uh, it, it is something we may not agree, like, as in, in the open, open space, open discussion, mm-hmm. but that's what it is. It is. It's just what it is. Um, and unfortunately, the value of life is also deemed that way. And I was just thinking before I even came on this show, it's my first time ever to do this block radio thing. But um, before I, we were talking with Roger on, on Facebook, and then I, I thought, man, I better be part of this discussion. But before I even thought about it, one, what struck me is that the way, just taking you back to the disaster in Mozambique, just the way even yes. globally the media 
is 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 um, is talking about this. It's very low key. It's not hitting headlines. No. Yes. Despite the thousands yes. of people have lost their lives, the millions displaced, the disaster. It's, it's why? Oh, because it's uh, it's in Africa, right? They they have nothing. Yeah. So a life a life is then valued, undervalued, because of the circumstances of the people. And I think that's where it's at. And uh, yeah. And I think if exactly. we ourselves don't start valuing our own people. And and like at home, politicians sometimes utilize, they use people, the small guys, to do all the dirty work because they're undervalued. The kids are put on arms wave to do crazy stuff. So yes. I think the thinking has to start changing. And um, like, I think uh, my, one, one of um, the, the speakers here talked about um, uh, social security. If you have, you know, the government can help the family if the breadwinner is in prison. Such things are, are non-existent. So if you're at poverty, you're almost trapped in that poor. You could be a genius. You could be hardworking, and and yet you can't get out. So justice has to start at the bottom, right from our laws. Our judges have to look at things in in very clear terms in order for us to move on. Yes, yes. And that's like uh, what Wantimpa said, well, the law is uh, the law, although it is different. Um, again, uh, we as um, the people, we should be very proactive uh, talking to the mm-hmm. members of parliament. If someone steals something worth this much money, how, how long should they go to jail? Or should they even go to jail? If there were no circumstances of violence which were, which was uh, involved, uh, these are some of the things. I think when we have a proactive uh, citizenry, these are some of the things we should be uh, visiting uh, our, our, our our members of parliament and everyone. These are the things we should be talking talking about. Dr. Kajira, I don't know if this is in your area, um, but again, you are, mm-hmm. you are the medical doctor. So I'll depend on you again. Yeah. Uh, the cases of yeah. child uh, defilement in, uh, in Zambia, uh, they are really rising uh, at a very alarming, alarming rate. Uh, people mm. defiling eight-year-olds. There is one case already, I think, on, on diggers. They are, yesterday there was someone complaining. Uh, someone defiled a four-year-old kid. What do mm. we do? Dr. Kajira, this has become, it's you know, becoming Roger, an epidemic. Okay. Roger, sometimes we think uh, the cases are on the rise when it's uh, actually the reporting that's on the rise. Um, sometimes, some of these things may have been in existence for years, but we gave a blind eye. Because I like that. The, source, the person who did it is an uncle, powerful guy. So within the family, it's hush, hush, hush. But maybe what we're seeing is an awareness in our society, people becoming more militant to speak about these things and bring them out to the fore so that the perpetrators are brought to book. So, um, so I'm, statistically speaking, I'm not sure what we would compare with uh, when we say it's on the rise. If we had statistics, uh, reliable ones in the past, and then we're seeing an upsurge, then definitely... 
and that would be the case. But um, then as to why all of a sudden there should be an increase in this, I remember back in the day when HIV was a really big problem, um, yes. it is still a problem, but when there was no amount of cure or, or you know, medication, um, it, people used to defile children to thinking that uh, they would be cured of the disease if they slept with a virgin or whatever it was. So there were some really crazy ideas. And I think at that point, I remember I was in South Africa practicing there, and uh, there was quite a, an upsurge or reports of, of, of such a nature. So, but in this case, if there's an upswing of these cases, uh, what could it be linked to? Uh, that I don't know. And um, I'm not a psychologist, as you have pointed out. <laughs> There's a problem in, in Zambia. Again, as Dr. Kajira has said, uh, maybe because of uh, all these phones which are around now, messages mm, are, mm, are now mm. coming through. Yeah, these things used to happen. But now that we know about uh, this problem, uh, I have uh, a kid I have uh, adopted who is a girl. I really want that kid to. Uh, to go through school. And I'm worried. I'm really worried. When I look at this, I'm worried about uh, that little kid. What do we do from Sokotwani? Schools. What can the schools do? The police, the Ministry of Education, who, the families, I don't know. I, I, I was just going to say, you know, um, in a culture where you can marry more than one wife, I don't know how one would, would rather go defy a child when you can marry five women. Uh, at, the, at the same time, they need two things. I think the, the law needs to be a little stricter on people who are defiling these children. The law has to be tougher on these adults doing whatever they are doing, to show as an example. I mean, like you just said the other, uh, not too long ago, a person went to jail for stealing $10, $10 worth of worth of, of, of material. Right. Yeah. So the law has to be tough on people who are defiling these children. That could start, that could be an example. If somebody who is defiling a child goes in for 10 years, maybe people will start thinking otherwise to be like, you know what, if I'm caught doing this, then I might go to jail for the same amount of time. The law has to be straight, it has to be strict, and it has to be open to how many years you would spend doing that. I think that's the first thing we that's the first thing we, we have to do is to look at that law, see what it says, and if it's not enough to change it. But then the but problem is thinking, Ram Ram that, 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 you, 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 we are doing that uh, at the end of the process. Something has already happened. Uh, so I was mm. thinking before it even happens, what should we be doing? Because when you're sending someone to jail, to give an example, some one kid has been uh, defiled already. So we want to defend that one kid before they are even uh, defiled. W what should we be doing as a nation? I, I think, Roger, that's Maybe as a nation, we need to start advocating how wrong it is. We need to inst instill that in the brains of our children and of our adults of how wrong it is. We need people to start seeing how wrong it is. Because right now, we don't know how many people 
think it's okay. We don't know how many parents think it's okay. But if we start to advocate to show how wrong and disgusting it is, maybe then people will start to realize how, how wrong it is. It might not be the number one solution, but it could be part of that solution. Our mm. culture might not mm. know how wrong it is. So we need to start talking about it on radio, talking about it on the news, talking about it in our newspapers, putting to show how wrong it is. Maybe that will change the mindset of some of the people who are doing it or thinking about doing it. That's just one of the ways, I think. I, I, I mean, I agree 100%. I, I was thinking, uh, again, Dr. Akashira talked about uh, um, HIV AIDS when it came. Uh, back in the day, but now you go to Zambia, they talk about HIV AIDS like an open space everywhere. Uh, someone has to be educated about this. Uh, I'm not sure the, the government or, or society has gone full force uh, uh, talking about this issue. Uh, just like Dr. Kajira said, yes, this problem is uh, usually done by relatives who are defiling these kids. Uh, the, the, the case we are talking about, which is in Diggers, it was uh, the stepfather who defiled uh, the eight-year-old kid. And guess what the mother will say? Oh, no, 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 no. Don't take him. If you take him away, this this will happen, blah, blah, blah. They do hush-hush. So um, there is need for us to find, again, a way of uh, uh, this information. There is just too much work to do in our country. <laughs> there is too yeah. much work to do. <laughs> I wonder if... Schools can help, uh, like uh, my brother Muscatania said about um, education. Or you know, maybe the schools can let the kids know that if an adult yes. tries to yes. defile yes. you, here's an avenue. Yes. Without because if they have to go through their mother or whatever, it's going to be squashed. But if they had another avenue to go either to law enforcement directly. So that the law enforcement just comes in and protects that child and steps in and, and investigate and use maybe social workers or whatever, that might be more effective um, than relying on just families. Because families, um, sometimes they think of what they have to lose if this thing came out. And so, it's so the perpetrators, because they are powerful, they have the money, they they can sort of um, suppress uh, justice that way. So, and uh, yeah. as you we were speaking, I think w- w- what I'm going to do personally, I think the village uh, I, I work with, I may get in touch with the the, uh, the councillor, the local councillor, to organise mm-hmm. uh, some kind of a meeting. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to probably work with the school. Um, for teachers to start talking about these things with the kids, if if this happens, mm-hmm. ABCD happens, mm-hmm. you have to yeah. tell someone. You have yeah. to tell someone. And on the flip side, we want to talk to the counselors. Counselors, call your people. People who are doing this, the, the, the laws are quite tough. Some people have been sent away for 20 years for defying children. But in the village, they don't even hear about those things. It is you and I who are always reading about it uh, on the internet. In the village, they don't even know, you know. But we have to bring this topic up front before it even happens. We have to. We know these things are happening. We know you uncles are doing this. Some of you fathers are doing this. Stop it. Mm. I'm, do, I'm going to do it with my village. No, no I'm, 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 I'm not waiting. I'm going to do this with my village. <laughs> uh, Piaki, support me. 
Come on, Bianchi. Agree with me. Well, you know, the most important thing, not only on this, but a lot of other things, too, is the, and I'm going to call it indoctrination that you do to your children. The be Zambians first, yes, and the pride and their purpose and their goals that has to be instilled into your children early, and also as you're talking now, uh, you know, uh, a teacher that understands that this is going on or has happened, well, if they don't report it, then they too should face some sort of punishment or repercussions. So, uh, like my brother said, that uh, the education in your children, Roger, on many aspects is very, very important. I agree, one hundred percent. How many hours? Uh, today we've um, quite, uh, quite, quite a bit of uh, other items we've taken care of, but I'm so happy uh, the uh, the Mozambique question. Uh, so we have agreed to set up uh, something. We are going to make some phone calls uh, so people can uh, can help. Uh, in our country, again, in Zambia, I want to look at uh, the next problem, uh, more of, uh, I don't know, an opportunity. Because already when you look at uh, uh, how much people for pay for electricity in Zambia, pay, is it kilobyte uh, compared to, to here? Uh, it's, it's very, very small. Maybe this is why uh, Zesco... Uh, was unable to do what uh, what they do. Zesco is the provider of electricity, Bianchi, Dr. Patrick, in uh, in Zambia. They've increased um, the the tariffs by 200 percent, 200 percent the tariffs. So if someone was paying uh, something like um, 500, now they will be paying 1,500, something like that. Um, one, it is uh, not uh, realistic. This is not a good thing. But uh, what are the opportunities which are, which are here, Bianchi, uh, in, in, in charges like this? But we're, because we're going to see a lot of small businesses uh, get affected. Uh, they will not be able to do what they do. The barber shops, uh, those who cook uh, using, using power. So, but power has gone up by 200%. Um, if Tesco was keeping a lot of their money, probably this can be reinvested uh, into electric uh, generation. A lot of people can have uh, electricity. The only problem is uh, Zesco is um, a quasi-government organization. Um, money is used from there for uh, unrelated Zesco things uh, by government, including campaigns. They get their money from uh, from that uh, from, from Zesco. So, what should the the consumer be uh, be thinking right now? Uh, five hundred was a problem for you to pay five hundred kwacha, but now it will be one thousand five hundred. So, what should the, number one the consumer be thinking about? Number two, to those who are business oriented uh, oriented here. What are the business opportunities probably which can arise from this situation? Bianchi, you are the magician here. Z- 
Zisco tariffs. Dr. Patrick, you want to say something about uh, this issue, the electricity uh, issue in, uh, in, in Zambia, okay? I was, um, oh, there's Titus. Titus, you're also quiet. Titus, ele electric uh, uh, tariffs in Zambia, they, they increase. Uh, if you have uh, something we, we, we can be done about that? Um as far as a consumer or a business person? Well, as a consumer, I think people have to account for what this money that they're getting, what they're using it for. Because it can only explain if you increase it by 200%, based on what you were using the money for when you were charging 500, yes. now you're going yes. to charge 1,500. It should be proportional to what you are using the first 500 for. Because it will show you if it's for the good use, then it might make sense. But if it's for the same Dr. 500... Dr. Kajira here, Daitas, talked about um, the environment um, because of, of what has happened in, in Mozambique. Um, so as a nation, they increase uh, 200%. So a lot of people are now going to stop cooking using uh, electric. They may want to go to Malaysia, charcoal. And now imagine the, the burden, the extra burden now. Something we want to try to avoid, cutting the trees. This is, this is what this uh, problem is creating, in my view. This is, I don't know if it is a... Uh, an intended consequence, but this is what is going to happen. Okay. Oh, yeah. I, I even wonder, I mean, do you think the same Zesco is not going, is not the one supporting and creating employment for Zambia under solar power uh, prospects? It's charging way more for the same thing that they are offering, which is electricity. So I think if they were charging that more and they created a situation where they are doing all these solar panels. So but the question is, also, what is the it, alternative? Let's help our, our people back home. Dr. Kajirahie, Dr. Patrick, Bianchi. What is the alternative if our people cannot depend on the electricity? What is the alternative, those who are listening to us uh, on, online? What, what should we do? I think, I think Roger, you'd, I know what you'd, the question is driving at, and uh, it's probably looking at other sources of uh, energy, solar yes. being one of them. But this is a, it's been around for a long time. Solar, we've all talked about solar, but still surprised that with the, for a country that has so much sunshine, or sun, you know, so all year round, you literally don't have, uh, like here in North America, where, you know, winter is not uh, great in some parts. There it's uh, plenty. Uh, I wonder why we haven't had uh, developed solar farms all over the place. I have a colleague, uh, a friend, he's actually a relative in Scotland. He's an engineer, PhD <coughs> trained in Belgium. And he's, yeah, I was with him uh, last summer. Uh, you know, yes. and we were talking about 
his plan. He has for a long time tried to go to Zambia to start a business in Sola, but he says he's so discouraged uh, because uh, he's found it so difficult because of red tape and, and so on. So uh, there's probably some protectionism going on, and that's stalling any effort for private enterprises to take advantage of that and supplement uh, uh, energy that way. Wind is another, and so on. So, uh, but but I but I think Zambia is unique because we do have enough water around us. We have the Kariba Dam. We, so I don't know whether Zesco's problem has to do with uh, good management and uh, planning and and all that, uh, rather than uh, you know, rather than just uh, the lack of having enough electricity. Uh, maybe distribution mm. problems. People have talked about privatizing it to make it more efficient. So, so the ESCO issue could be similar to what ESCOM is going through in South Africa, where they equally have blackouts and they're also having trouble because these are state-run institutions. So maybe it, it brings a discussion, different discussion about SOEs um, and people quote Singapore and or Malaysia, but you know you can't uh, compare oranges to apples. Uh, you know, so. Anyway, what is uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What is the rate there? Look at Dr. Kajula at the questions uh, like this. On face value, it might just look like oh, it is uh, just uh, an increase. Uh, but then you look at some of the households we are talking about uh, uh, yeah. in Galingalinga. They, they don't use the fridge. They don't have nothing. All they want is a light bulb, uh, so yeah. that the kid probably can do uh, a homework. Uh, yes. Some of unintended consequences. It's how much some of these things affect education, because now a lot of people will just have to shut down and say, "Okay, goodbye uh, with uh, uh, with uh, with a lamp, uh, electric lamp in the in the house. We are not going to have uh, any power, and that can drain go towards affecting uh, the outcomes for the kids in school." Well, you know, Roger, uh, there's two things here. In the daytime, we're talking about an average home. In the daytime and the nighttime. Now, solar could address that problem. In the daytime, you need to keep food preserved, cool. Well, they have solar refrigerators and solar freezers. And at nighttime, like you mentioned, they provide light for your children to be able to do their homework. Solar can also play a major part there also with the innovation of LED lights and battery storage. Uh, what is the rate for electricity per kilowatt hour in Zambia? Uh, well, I had a, a chat. I, I, I wish I, I, could, I could put it. But I, I remember um, uh, I, I did some calculations. Where I am here in uh, Calgary, I think we were paying something like uh, either 23 cents or 56 cents uh, per kilo. A kilowatt yeah. Well, let me say this. That is very, very expensive. I'm right here in Baton Rouge yeah. right now, and I think it's like either six or nine cents a kilowatt hour. No, so no, 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 not that much. I think we yeah. pay something like 12, I would say 12. But I remember in Zambia, it is way below. It was something like three, and it was making it very difficult for investors to come in because they, each time there was an outcry in the nation, they, the government will come and impose their way. 
um, about uh, the rates. And that is why they are saying ZESCO has never made it because uh, of the, the, the rates the government imposes on them. Yeah, well, three cents a kilowatt. Now, you know, China is, has a very, very low kilowatt uh, cost for kilowatt hours. That's why their businesses are able to strive the way they're doing. But uh, when you're talking about developing, uh, building businesses, and, and you have to have a low kilowatt hour. Germany, yes, I, I think, agree. is like thirty-five cents. It's so high in Germany that they can't even uh, do cryptocurrency because of the cost of electricity. But uh, you got to have electricity to develop, and it has to be affordable. Okay. Anyway, so for today, I think uh, we will end. Uh, we'll end here. Uh, we've talked uh, about uh, a number of issues. Uh, we the, the big one being uh, in Mozambique. Uh, we need uh, to push um, for a small package within ourselves, but we'll be talking to our colleagues in Zambia, those who are in government, uh, those who are in power, positions of, of power, uh, to make sure uh, they are paying attention to what is happening and not as a, by the way, attitude which we are seeing already. In, uh, in, in in Zambia, from my perspective, anyway. Uh, so I'll be reporting. I'll be reporting on that, and uh, and I hope we can we can make some progress. Thank you. Um, a lot of issues we raised, as always. Uh, Doctor Kalenga, Kaila Mlenga, just say hello, Kalamba. Mlenga. Good morning. Or you want to go quiet? Okay, that, 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 that's okay. Um, but uh, Dr. Kajira, I'm grateful, my big yes, brother. Sir. Yeah, thank no, you thank you so much for your for your thank input you uh, today. Yeah, um, my, my people here they are usually very animated when it's <laughs> politics. Uh, but uh, and this is why we, some of uh, these uh, hard meat stuff is, it remains behind um, because it <laughs> can sound boring sometimes. Um, but yeah. uh, those who were here, thank you for your for your help. Thank you for your for your input. Again, we have agreed to do something for our friends uh, in Mozambique, and I'll be sending some information about that. Uh, thank you, everyone, and uh, have uh, a good weekend. Or is it uh, a productive uh, uh, weekend or a good rest? Chester. Banjo, yamrino ina pungiga poyi, kuimbani yendori rasu.
Mozeti, mozeti, 